Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. The one who sent me is with me. The words of our Savior in the Gospel lesson of this Holy Mass. The one who sent me is with me. Today we commemorate St. Vincent Ferrer. I forgot and didn't say his collect at the beginning of the Mass, so I'll say it in place of the collect or the oration at the end of the Prayer of the Faithful. So he'll get his commemoration as it were Um, but not exactly in the same place we would have expected it. St. Vincent Ferrer was an extraordinary figure for any period of church history. His title, Angel of the Apocalypse, sort of implies it all announcer of the second coming and the judgment and the general resurrection and the consummation of all things and the Savior's arrival certain at the end of time. The scene we have displayed before us in the great arch over the apse tells us of this, the Lord who is to come and the Virgin who is to bear Not this time him as her son, the head, but to bear all of us as the mother of all the living by grace, who will triumph on that day and enter into the fullness of glory, alive, glorious, and impassable. His devotion, if we could call it that, to the second coming was one that comprehended his understanding of all the other mysteries of the faith. And indeed, this makes perfect sense. Our creed tells us to sum up our faith in the Savior and his incarnation and his saving death and passion and resurrection with our belief that he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. In his 400 homilies, or sermons rather, they weren't preached at Mass, they were preached later in the afternoon to large crowds. In his 400 sermons, which have been collected, he makes continual connections between the coming of the just judge and the mysteries of faith and saints and seasons celebrated. So here we are in the midst of Passiontide, This coming Friday is the commemoration restored by St. John Paul II to our current missal of Our Lady of Sorrows. Now St. Vincent's devotion to Our Lady was very, very great, as you can well imagine. He was a Dominican preacher of the Rosary in addition to being a preacher of the last things. And there is a connection between the two as Our Lady keeps reminding us. And so at all his sermons, 
He had a little introduction and then he led the faithful in the Hail Mary. Except his sermons on the Passion, where he with very gallant, chivalric, medieval sensibility said that it wouldn't be right for him to congratulate and to tell to rejoice a woman who was in the midst of such deep and horrible sorrows. And so he would forego the Hail Mary and he would have the people say instead, we adore thee, O Christ, and we bless thee because by thy holy cross thou hast redeemed the world. He said he didn't want to remind her of that greatest of greetings, and he learned this from St. Thomas, of course, in his little commentary on the Hail Mary, that greatest of greetings ever given to her. When you look at the Hail Mary, you might want to guess well, which one of those greetings in the Hail Mary is the most remarkable and the most lofty. St. Thomas says it is Dominus Tecum, the Lord is with thee. He says, in fact, that there is no more noble word that can be spoken of oneself than this one. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with me. Hoc autum verbum dominus tecum es nobidius verbum concibi dici posit. Just uh, to add a little authority to that assertion. And why is this? Because, of course, to have the Lord with you is a very great thing, but to have him actually dwelling within you in the flesh and even coming from you as from a principle that is a mother as he came forth from all eternity from his father, this is something very great indeed, the greatest thing that can be said of her, her divine maternity. That's why when they say, you know, um, who are you? He says, what I told you from the beginning. It's a terrible translation. He says, I am the beginning who am speaking to you. That's, that's what he says. I am the beginning who am speaking to you, not what I told you from the beginning. That just is the most silly translation you could possibly imagine, and I don't know what motivated them, and I hope it was nothing other than uh, clumsiness. He came from her who was his principal, the Immaculate One, destined to be the Mother of God and the Queen of Heaven. He came from the Father who was in the beginning, and he was God. And he was with her in a way that transcends the way he was with anybody else. Now let us hear the words of uh, St. Francis Ferrer as he describes Our Lady's behavior at the Annunciation and relates it to our behavior very soon right here at this Holy Mass. He says, Think how on bended knees and with tears of joy she said these words, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Note devoutly that when the Virgin Mary said the first word, Behold, she was not immediately pregnant, nor became the mother of God, neither in the second nor the third, but in the last, namely, according to your word. Then instantly the virgin adored God in her womb, whom she did not see with the eyes of her body, but of her mind. Continuing, the saint says, It is like this also in the consecration of the host at Mass. 
not in the first word nor in the second is the body of Christ present, but at the last, when the priest adores, this is what he dares to say, the pregnant host, the mere sign carrying the absolute reality, his body, together with his blood, his soul, and his Godhead. Only then, when that last word is spoken, should you adore and not before. So did the Virgin Mary adore. Thus the power of words and of greetings. What is the present meaning for us of this Dominus Tecum? Well, the priest greets you with it at Mass, at the beginning, and at the Gospel, and at the preface, and at the blessing. In Latin, it is both optative, it's, it's a wish, may the Lord be with you, but it could also be a statement, as it was in the case of Our Lady. And yes, he truly is with us by grace, but most of all in the adorable sacrament of the altar, which we will, many of us here, take into our very bodies, as Mary received him also in the fullness of his substance. St. Vincent, speaking of the last day, says this, The first day in which no Mass will be said in this world, that day shall be the last day of the world. We get this from the text of Christ, and behold, I am with you all days, even to the consummation of the world. The Lord is with us all days, even to the day of his second coming. The day on which the last Mass is said is the day right before his second coming. We will have a Massless day on Good Friday and Holy Saturday. May these celebrations be a presage to us for a deeper understanding of the meaning of the words, the Lord is with you, the Lord be with you. For we call that last day the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ, even as before us on the altar is already present under sign that same blessed hope. If the presence among us of the incarnate God in the Holy Sacrament is the most noble thing that can be said of us until he comes, what even greater thing will be ours in the glory of the resurrection? A great mystery, says St. Paul, says we shall all be changed. What we, sh we shall later be has not yet come to light, he tells us. Let us look up to Mary in her glory, the fruit of Christ's passion and his sacrifice, renewed on the altar she overshadows and give thanks for whatever that will be, whatever the Lord is with you, be with you means in the glory of the resurrection. We can't imagine it. No, but it will, become, it will come as surely as God's words are true. We get a hint, the apostle tells us, he will be all in all. He will be with us as he is now, but he will be more, he will be all in all. What could this mean? The apostle says, eye is not seen nor ear heard, nor is it into the heart of any man what God has prepared for those who love him. 
What does it mean for God to be all in all? When and how shall we see it and experience it? May Our Lady of Sorrows give us now not a glimmer of what that is. We don't need to see that just yet. We can hold off. But rather the firmness of love to persevere until, until we see what it is. Even to use the words of a very different soul from St. Vincent, a higher gift than grace. Yes, may the Lord be with us and may he be in us all in all to the intercessions and power of the one of, of whom we say the Lord is with thee and the presence of that same Lord in the mighty sacrament of the altar we are about to confect and to adore and to receive. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.